Hey everybody, welcome to the 106th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just a quick reminder to please smash that subscribe button, follow us on Spotify, leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mathcoreindex at gmail.com. And uh, please consider checking us out on Patreon if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits like mm. access to our Discord and Livecast. There it is. There and that's it much is. better. So the first band we're going to talk about is Pillar of Wasps. And Pillar of Wasps are a mathcore quartet from Houston, Texas, featuring Tucker Bailey Bassar of Kurama and Tooth and & Nail. And they just released their debut full-length album, A Collective Hallucination, which dropped on October 13th via our affiliate label, Dark Trail Records. So naturally, we wanted to take the opportunity to kind of front-load this one and talk about it first. And this album has been a long time coming, actually. Uh, they've been tossing around various demos and singles since like goddamn tease the last three years at this point they've been teasing this full length with you know demos and singles here and there you know they generated a substantial amount of hype within the mathcore community at least they describe themselves to talk about their sound as robot going through a trash compactor music which is pretty apt um but if you're not familiar with the sound what sets them apart sonically that being said is the signature guitar aesthetics of Kane Talia Farrow, who is a big part of why this band sounds so unique. Um, a lot of pedal work, right? A lot of pedal work. There's a lot of pedals that, I mean, you get the swarm of B effect. You get like what I like to call like a brain bubble effect. Or what's so funny is like it also the band also sounds like a pillar of wasps. It, which <laughs> that could not be a more apropos name. Yeah, and then like the the title of that one track, uh, "Worship uh, the Wasp" or whatever. Yeah, like, "Worship just, the Wasp," which is. Tight. I think that's the, the best track on this album, by the way. Hmm. Yeah, his playing, to talk about Kane just for a, a moment, his playing is very reminiscent of Chris Arp of Psyopus. Just like a lot of the technique Absolutely. Is, is really kind of like in the same realm. Uh, again, that pillar of uh, the swarm of bees, or should I say pi- uh, swarm of wasps effect. Mm, yes, yes, yes. That really comes through on the pillar and worship the wasps uh, quite a bit. Uh, there's just a, a really overall high level of talent in this band too. The drummer Zach Noblet is also a fucking ripper as well. Like, um, the drum sounds on this album are not overproduced, but I, I can definitely tell that he can play these parts regardless. You know what uh, I'm he, saying? he definitely he posts quite a bit of That's his playing saying. and stuff, which is I, I I've been reposting your shit lately, bud. Love it. So yeah, the proof's in the pudding, and mm-hmm. definitely can play those fucking parts. I don't want to say that they're overproduced, the drum parts, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's good when you see the drumming actually be consistent with what you're hearing on the record. This release is just overall pretty fucking chaotic and mathy. Um, it, a bit unsettling at times. It's just so frantic. Um, yeah. And that does come in with the vocals. Um, and I do want to kind of step into the vocal speech here. Yeah, sure. Um, I think you and I both agree that... Um, out of all of the versions that we've had of Pillar of Wasp so far with the demos and everything, they've had different vocalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, vo- the the guy from Karama and Tooth and Nail is this is the first time you know doing vocals for Pillar of Wasps. Um, I feel like the frantic, uh, chaotic vocals that he does are great, but they just don't. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not sure if it, it matches Pillar of Wasps the right way or it just doesn't hit my ear right but i do i just i really i'm gonna i'm gonna say that the the demos the single uh demo version of a collective uh, hallucination Mm -hmm. from last year the vocals there were fucking what i wanted i was really hoping for a lower register a little more 
death grind kind of approach to the vocals. Mm-hmm. What we got though was definitely more the frantic, the frantic high pitch, yeah. and that and not scrammy. There's some but, lows but, on this record, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Tuck does a, quite a few lows, and there's also guest vocalists too. You have River Elliott of Ballista, and then appropriately, you also have um, Davin Hernandez of Kurama and uh, Nathan Daly of Tooth and Nail. So, yep. Tuck's other two bandmates making guest appearances. <laughs> homie, <there>. homie appearances. <laughs> Lyrically, though, I really, really like just, I, I it hits me. Um, just the, the mental frustrated theme of this whole album mm-hmm. and just the dizziness. And that's why I kind of describe this album as like unsettling. Anxiety. If, if I really do listen to the bee swarming, the, the, the wasp swarming style of guitar work going on, the, the ridiculous blasts, and then the frantic register, like uh, like high, low, low, low with the guest vocals. It's amazing. It's an intense wall of sound experience for sure. So first track, I definitely kind of skip over it being a soundscapey kind of thing. Yeah. I gave it one listen and really, I got to be honest, only listen to it once. I kind of know what's going on. I'm right there with you, bud. Too. Yeah. When it comes to noise intro tracks like that, I will skip them more often than not. It's funny because I will skip a noise track or a soundscape. Uh, you know, uh, I'm just not into those things, but I will stay glued to a sample, especially if it's from like one of my favorite movies or something. And Absolutely. I'll, I'll recite the whole goddamn thing as yep. well. Yep. Like what is the, di- I don't know what the difference is well, over my no, brain, well, but I it's, guess it's a, it's humans talking and then noise. So, you know, I guess that's you just it. choose, you know, choose the, whatever you want there. Yeah. I think there's a little more charm personally to an, in an insert, but that's, that's a really like minor complaint. I'm just, I think on this podcast, we've pretty much made it known we're never for the, the wasted real estate of a noise intro. The one track I want to go back on the vocals one more time. I, uh, the one track that I do feel the frantic uh, side really hit my ear right and I'm saying this is just me I'm not saying overall because I think that a lot of people like the vocals mm-hmm. uh, but uh, in uh, Synaptic uh, Interface mm-hmm. holy fuck just love the lyrics love the vocals everything works out well the single just the it just kicks in with that pedal work and everything and god damn it dude like you got my attention there for sure you know I see what you're saying about the vocals as well and I think what part of it is is that they're not sitting as well in the mix as they could be like that second track, they they definitely feel like they're sitting a little. I don't I don't know what it is. It makeshift brainstem is the track. I feel like it's not until like the the back half of that track that this album really starts to pick up. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my one small complaint is that yeah you you have the the noise intro and then the first track is takes a little bit to get going. Yeah yeah you can you gotta wait for it for sure. But, but by the time you hit pillar. Um, that that track just fucking bangs. That's like one of the best tracks on this album, The Pillar, rather, which does feature River Elliott of Ballista, one of the other like really sick and newer, heavy and chaotic bands coming out of Texas right now. Um, something to say nice about that intro, though, just since we're like really laying, like belaboring that point, they were clearly trying to make this an album experience by Absolutely. giving you yep. that intro. I think, and to their credit. Um, they definitely just go in on this album, especially given the massive closer ventricular hallway, which is almost nine minutes. We, I mean, it, I was it, not expecting that. It, it, it's obvious that we both just aren't in noise because if this, if track one would have been stuck in the middle of the record, you and I would have both described it as filler and the same thing. You know, I just think we're just not into noise. Yeah. That's really I, what that's it is. That's clear. That's yep. clear. This is Sometimes not when I listen Casper. to Full of Hell, I'm like, okay, skip. Like, I just like, there's too much noise. I need to move on. 100%. Like yep. 
Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of drone for that same reason. I can't just sit there and listen to like the same thing for that long. We're busy guys. We're busy math guys. We got music to listen to. Don't you give us that noise. We got things to do. All right. <laughs> busy math guys. Yeah. But yeah, if you're a fan of like guitar centric bands like Psyopus or you enjoy the dissonance of Ion Dissonance or Danza or just straight up weird guitar noises, there's really a lot of effort on this album to make the guitar sound like anything but. And I really appreciate that. Mm. Almost to like a Tom Morello-ish extent, you know, really mm. disguising the guitars, masking the guitars, obfuscating them even. How does he make that scratching sound? <laughs> it sounds like a record. What? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> um, so you said The Pillar was your favorite track? I, I think Worship the Wasp is actually my favorite track. I'm still just a, a sucker for uh, the synaptic interface. God damn it, that one grabbed me. Yeah, that album really showcases, again, the very unusual guitar textures that Kane utilizes. Pillar of Wasps, riddle me this. Why did you fucking make an awesome track like A Collective Hallucination, but then not put it on the album A Collective Hallucination? <laughs> You son of a bitches. That is a really good question, actually. You answer yourself. That's funny because I work with the band on this release and I I have no idea why that is. It just hurt my brain a lot anyways. But I wasn't going to about to like question. I don't really like question the creative process of the bands unless I really am like opposed to it. That's where I step in. I want answers right now. (laughs) Levi's getting managerial. Backseat managerial. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that was an unusual choice, to be fair. And of course, they did re-record cantankerous their 2020 Uh, demo yeah yeah, absolutely and of course that song also has new lyrics and new vocals over it so yeah it's like we've heard two different versions of two different songs now from their catalog you goddamn teases i'm I'm just glad that the album is finally out because it it didn't disappoint i feel like the material is really goddamn strong yep i gotta give it a 13 out of 10 wasps that's my rating for this one 13 out of 10 wasps i'm gonna go 10 out of 10 you know I mean, just that 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 intro and the, the track two kind of hurt there. But no, I'm going ten out of ten. No, honestly, I mean, um, it, overall though, I, I really did enjoy this. If we, if we are going back to like the original points, man, it's I would say this is definitely an eight to nine. Um, it's it's very pleasing. Um, and just once again, been waiting a while for this. So yeah, glad to finally just it, have it to bust. Finally, just bust that nut. Yeah, dude. And it, I love it. It's a digestible EP, right? It's very an LP. Nice, good... Actually, we're, we're, we're considering it an LP. It's a really? Long play. Yeah, because again, we got the intro track. They're trying the nine-minute closer. It's over 20 oh, minutes fuck, in I length Oh, fuck. I forget total. about the nine-minute one. Okay. It's about 25 minutes, this album. I so. think my whenever my my eyes see six to seven tracks, I'm like, ah, an EP. Yes, yes. Mm, yes, yes. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, unless it's progressive metal and you know you're getting like a seven, eight, nine-minute track. Yep. Or, or worse, a 12-minute track. Okay. LP Gasp. it is, I guess. Fucking solid LP, guys. So... I say that Worship the Wasp is probably the strongest showing. That's the track that I would like to give our listeners. But The yeah. Pillar, I also greatly enjoyed. Synaptic Interface was the single, so I say that we avoid that one. No, no, let, 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 let's go with you. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Worship the Wasp, which is track four from A Collective Hallucination, which is Pillar of Wasp's new album that came out on October 13th via Dark Trail Records. Here we go.
All right, so that was Worship the Wasp, which is track four from Pillar of Wasps' debut full-length album, A Collective Hallucination, which came out back on October 13th via Dark Trail Records. So the next band we're going to talk about is The Hirsch Effect. And The Hirsch Effect are a progressive metal trio from Hanover, Germany. And they just dropped their sixth full-length album, Urion, which they released on September 29th via Long Branch Records and SB, SPV label. And they're known for their eclectic and ambitious progressive metal and mathcore fusings. Uh, they often employ a variety of instrumentation, including electronics, synth, strings, some sequencing here and there. Overall, just like musicianship all over. Just what? fucking, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Insane levels of musicianship all across this project. Super prolific. Just keep pumping records out, man. Man, if you go look at their band camp, truly, it's it's staggering. Like not even the Spotify, go to the band camp. Like they even got like extra goodies in there and shit like that. Yeah. Same with Pulses, who we're gonna be talking about later in this episode. I can make a very similar comment on their out just the staggering amount of output. But yeah, so they're they're really just pumping out the material, I think since like twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen. And um this is, I think, this is their best album to date, in my opinion. I really liked the last couple of ones, but right from the intro, from the very beginning, although tonally it's a little different with that acoustic intro, it just really hits the spot for me. I enjoyed that track a lot. I'm shocked to hear that. For some reason, I was going to be like, oh, Levi's going to be skipping this in the closing track of this album. I, I think it's because it was in the beginning. I was like, and also, I've never heard the Hirsch effect before this, honestly. I want to. Co- I think did, we covered Colossus in 2020, we? maybe. Uh, maybe, so many, maybe so many bands. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fair if you don't remember. But uh, that, that's basically why I gave the acoustic. Uh, and I think I you might have been an influence on me because you said you liked it. So I think when I went into it, listening, I saw. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. It's fucking time there, you know. But uh, it, but overall, that's though, worth noting. That intro is really quite good. It's like haunting, uh, yeah. even like chilling. Like it really just uh, Once it again, gave me chills. It's not noise. So therefore we're going, so I think we're just not much into the noise. There's no percussion. Yeah. I mean, it's really just acoustic guitar and vocal. So it's really like bare bones, but yeah, absolutely quality for an intro track there. Man, overall there, um, I'm just not, I've mentioned this before, but I just, just not much into like the, the, the proggy singy kind of thing. So overall, this was a a little bit of a miss for me. It's very well, well constructed. (laughs) Looking at the track listing, there's not like one track on here that you were bound to love. I understand. Oh, no, no, no. And I I mean, I, 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 I chose. 2054, I think is the one you probably can identify with. Absolutely. Urian as well. I I enjoyed the title track. Also quite good. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just didn't grab me, and I really I'm not gonna sit here and bash something that I'm not just. No, totally, I'm not it's not into. for you. I get yeah, it. it's just yeah, not yeah. not for me. Yes, yeah, so I, I imagine there's a lot of clean singing. I think but is damn, is clean singing good? The singing is like really, really good. Yeah, like, like not my thing, but like damn, is it strong? I have a really stupid elevator pitch for this band, and that is it's like ger- the German version of Periphery if they could write and play songs like BT Bam. The, oh, you son of a bitch. They really, been. I mean, stylistically, it's more similar to Periphery, but like they are operating on a level that is like, we're talking nine minute tracks across like their sub- discography. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Thank you for agreeing. Yeah, I, they, they really just are on another level in terms of their arrangement of these tracks. I don't get bored is the other thing. Like they, it just takes you through the twists and turns in such a, meticulous way that you always end up somewhere that is satisfying providing you have an open mind for for prog 
you know, it's not like an easy listen. You can't just throw on some Hirsch effect and chill. Like it's fucking seven, eight, nine minute tracks. So yeah. I think it's a bit more of a an engaging listen. But I mean, apart from like the meticulous arrangement of individual tracks, there's a lot of really good attention to the album flow. Like they they really just do possess good album flow. Urian is no exception here, especially as. The acoustic cuts, Agora and Aristes. It's a proggy ride. Yeah, don't get me it wrong. It really is. Like, there's mean, even like, a, like sit, a, sit back, listen to the whole fucking thing. Yeah. You know? On that note of it being a ride, there's even like a couple like alt rock cuts. Stegadon and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Granica provide I didn't some think about alt rock, but you're absolutely yeah, yeah. right. That's yes, yes. They're very alt rocky. Those two tracks. They kind of like bring you some like softer and more melodic dynamics to the record. But there's not very many tracks on this album that are like, oh, fuck, that's hard. Or, oh, fuck, that makes me want to mm-hmm, mosh. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, not that kind of record. This is also an incredibly ambitious project, too. Like, it's 55 minutes long, with some of the songs, again, being, like, nine minutes. That being said, it's kind of insane that this band is, like, not bigger. Like, they really, I, I feel like they should be huge. Maybe over there they're, they're getting shows. Who knows? They've got, like, 12,000 monthlies, I think, which is nothing to snuff at, but... Yeah, I feel like they should be bigger with this sound. It's like, they sound like Hacken, who have... Ooh! Remember Hacken? Yeah! The Cockroach King. They sound like a lot like that band. Very, very similar aesthetics. What do you think for tracks, though? Um, I mean, uh, 2054 is a track, but you're right. The title track... Urian? That's great, too. It has some almost operatic, queen-like falsetto highs in yeah, the chorus section. Yeah, dude, yes! What I like about that track so much apart from those falsetto parts is that it bounces it pivots back and forth between like a progressive metalcore groove so seamlessly it's like chorus groove chorus groove mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like in a way there it really feel like it's it's like it's a volley or like a um what's the word i'm looking for here i don't know it's like you're having a rally a tennis match with somebody the two different parts are ping-ponging off each other we're not we both don't do ball sports but we know we know what's going on <laughs> that's actually i am quite good at tennis levi really so what you don't know about your boy is that uh i took tennis lessons and i worked at a gym so i played racquetball like every day for like probably 10 years if i gave you a tennis racket right now you would pull a groin just by holding the tennis racket <laughs> you might think so <laughs> you might think so by looking at me but i'm not soft yet we're no. getting there. <laughs> I, I, you don't got much space. Give me in, another white claw and I'll work on it. You don't got much space to move in that apartment. I know much. How, oh, how, how less agile I got enough. Right. I got enough space to do calisthenics. A jumping, like a jumping jack. Yeah. yeah I got yeah. enough space to do my push-ups. That's it. San Francisco apartment. It's small. Very small. Almost like cruelly small, but not like Tokyo cruel small. Your views smash everything though. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Right, let's not get into that. <laughs> Oh, you. No. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, yeah, 2054 uh, is the track, though. Let's do it. Let's, yeah. Like. So if I had to give this one a rating, I would give it an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. I have to go 8 out of 10 as well. Um, just because I don't like the singing doesn't mean anything. It's a very fucking well-rounded album. I'm trying to know? be objective as possible yep. with my, my ratings. And yeah, all things considered, there's I have very, very few complaints about this album. I don't think it's perfect, but it's like damn near like it i think a i think a prog fan would might even consider giving this a nine i really don't see any inconsistencies there's no bad performances all the songs feel purposeful 
Yeah, man, it's fucking good. I almost want to give him a nine the more I talk about it. <laughs> a few episodes ago, we call it we covered the Hirsch Collective. Do you understand that? The Hirsch Collective, the not, Her- not the Hirsch, Hirsch Collective. The Hirsch Collective. It's different. Okay, it is. Actually, <laughs> we've been saying it incorrect because we're fucking goons. It's the Hears Collective. Hears is supposed to be like a... a, a a neo pronoun. It's like a new pronoun. As you know, I mispronounce everything, so yeah. that's just me. So, anywho, so we're gonna play twenty fifty four, which is track three from Urian, which is the Hirsch Effects new album, which came out on September 29th via Long Branch Records and SPV label. Here we go.
right, so that was 2054, which is the Hirsch Effects. That's off the Hirsch Effects' new album, Urion, that came out on September 29th. So next, we're going to talk about Ekbom. And Ekbom are a math grind trio from Trento, Italy. And they just dropped their debut self-titled full-length album on September 16th. And man, I don't really have like a lot of intellectual notes on this one because it's just such a visceral release. But this is some of the most raw and aggressive math core and math grind that I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Dude, it's, it's fucking, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's top-notch math grind. I really so like it. So yep. fucking yep. good. Like, yep. they really just check so many fucking boxes for me. Pitch shifting, heavy breakdowns, desperate, visceral-sounding vocals. This is really reminiscent of Mouth Breather's first two EPs. I'm just going to come out and say it. Christian sends me, let's just say, um, a lot of music um, a lot. via text. And a lot. An overwhelming amount of, that would probably ruin other friendships thank god i can just scroll up and look back when i have free time uh but this is this is one where it was like i stopped like walking like on the street for a second to like like just text him be like oh fucking shit this was crazy like we had an immediate conversation about this band but uh once again just like what christian was saying like he doesn't have too many notes i don't either but that is just because it's Pretty fucking straight to the point, man. It's some fucking it's amazing mathy grind. It's 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 great, dude. I mean, once again, we're dealing with a noise intro, which again we are one to skip. But I couldn't pick a uh, I couldn't pick a favorite track. Honestly, that, that's so funny you say that because picking a favorite track was a struggle for me as well. Every one of these songs is fucking solid, minus the intro, of course. One of the finest moments on this record, though, is the closing track. I think, which starts off with a bit of a noise section, but that I feel like the noise section at that point in the album is providing oh, you're almost that the, sense of dread. You're like, where is it? Where is the final You're track? already in the chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, they're just like tossing it in like a little, like a spice, you, you know? know? Like, yeah. I can see that really being a good moment live too because it really just, you can feel that the, the last track is about to be the most profound statement of the record and it really is. Like, it, it's got one of the heaviest breakdowns and they really just pull out all the stops compositionally. It's got the swarm of bees kind of like pitch shifting. Another sort of very like minor thing but I love all the woos. <laughs> There's a lot of woos on this record. Kind of going to the MySpacey thing. <laughs> like it's just like it, it was. It, Everybody take a drink. Yep, yep. You're lucky it's only one this time. <laughs> yeah, I, that's exactly what I had in my notes. Very reminiscent of the MySpace era there. But yeah, to talk about tracks I liked, track two I think is probably the track that we're going to give our listeners. As mm-hmm. it's one of the more concise ones. It's got everything that this record does well. Um, it's called. Il color de l'ombra, which is the color of shadow. And man, it doesn't start off with anything super unique, kind of like your standard staccato Morse code attack. But that breakdown section that leads into that dissonant closing part with with the guitar break is just Mm -hmm. so fucking nasty. It's like just the guitar for a second. And then the part that comes in after that is disgusting. Also, um, I mean, Christian always like throws the links in the uh, in our at the end of the episode and everything, you know, but um. Uh, for all of our Spotify people out here, uh, this album, not available on Spotify. So definitely got to do the band camp thing. Important so. to note that you cannot hear this one on Spotify. I'm pretty sure like 75, 80% of our listeners use Spotify. And shame on you if you do, because bad. Because we both do. So shame on you, Christian. Shame on me. Listen, it's linked to my fucking Hulu account. It's not going anywhere at this point, unfortunately. I, it's, what's really terrible about them, not only did they like, not only do they support like or donate money to... Uh, 
like weapons development companies, they also are now cutting out profit sharing for like a certain threshold of artists. So if you're like really small, they're not going to pay you anything. Like you and I here at MathCast have always said, don't trust the, don't trust the Swedes. Right? We've <laughs> right. always said that. Right. We've That's what we always said that. Hey. <laughs> don't trust the Swedes. Well, fortunately for me, I'm Swedish American. So. Ooh. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, track two is really, really strong. Um, the closing track, as we already talked about, uh, Elogio a la Myopia, which is praise to myopia, praise to short sightedness. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty fucking strong showing. Although track three is also quite good too. Per un pancetto di cracker from a pack of crackers or for a pack of crackers. That one is a bit more straightforward, like kind of DBD, but that almost Gorgutsy like middle section with the pitch shifting is oh, fucking that ridiculous. that track. Yo, yeah. Nasty. Yes, 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 yes. This band reminds me not only of Mouth Breather, but Maruda on that note. You know how Maruda was like a death grind band with sort of a Gorguts flavor? Like, I'm going to listen to Maruda and Gorguts tonight. Thank you for the reminders. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Dude, Maruda has one of the strongest fucking catalogs in all of grind core in my yep. opinion it's like if they had done a few more albums they would have been on a level of like big destroyer with how good their music is not as like not as um well listened but yeah like the quality is practically fucking parallel in my opinion it's just that mitchell luna is not a jr hayes that's the only difference yep to their credit though they're fucking great anywho they burned out instead of faded away though which i appreciate yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i think uh mitchell works for Willow Tip Records now, yep. which is uh, Maruda's label, so that is sort of appropriate. So yeah, I think uh, I think track two is the track, though. Awesome, like that. Oh yeah, on that note again, Piggy D is also a very apt comparison. The Pig Destroyer thing. Oh, didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean they Absolutely. sound they sound a lot like Pig Destroyer. Yep. So we're gonna play El Coro del Ombra, which is track two from Ekbom's debut self-titled album that came out back in September. Oh. Rating. So if I had to give this one a rating, Good definitely call. definitely 8 out of 10. No problem. It's an easy 8 out of 10. I just feel like I can't give 9 out of 10s, so I just can't give them out like fucking candy on this yeah, episode. Yeah, okay, you know but, saying? Here, but here, like, here's the deal. This is my first 9 out of 10, because I want to get an 8.5. and if we, I don't do, a, we don't do point fives. Exactly. So we're going out of 9. I won't I got, let I, Levi do point fives. is I, what that means. I got I got around, I got I got round up, so I am going to give it a 9 out of 10. I, 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 I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I keep listening to this. The one downside is I am a Spotify listener, so I have to fucking go out of my way to listen to this, this album, and I still do. So there we go. That's how good it is. Yeah, it really is that fucking good. This is Everyone's going to love this one. In my ADHD brain, for you to make me to go to another fucking app for goddamn one album, it's a lot for me. So I just want to say that. And like, yeah, this is what I wanted. I don't want to like keep comparing them to Mouth Breather because that's almost not fair. But this is like what I wanted subsequent Mouth Breather releases to sound like more than the direction that they went now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't like enjoy the direction that Mouth Breather has gone on subsequent releases with I'm Sorry, Mr. Salesman and uh, their newest one, which the name is escaping me right now. But um, that's coming out soon. In November, actually. So, yeah. So, we're going to go ahead and play for you El Coro de Lombra, which is track two from Ekbom's debut self-titled album, which came out back on September 16th. Here we go.
So next, we're going to talk about Bear. And Bear are a progressive metalcore, mathcore quartet from Antwerp, Belgium. And they just dropped their fifth full-length album, Vanta, on September 29th via Pelagic Records, who are just fucking killing it this year. They put out that Gorge record, which is also quite good. And uh, funnily enough, you could make a same a lot of the same commentary about the Gorge or the Hirsch effect that you could about this band, and that they're probably inspired by a somewhat similar set of influences. Uh, but where this band stands out, I think, is that they're... I mean, number one, they have that really upbeat messaging on this album in particular about, you know, mm-hmm. triumph, personal triumph, perseverance, surviving, enduring, you know. Uh, a lot of... I think one of the members had cancer is what it was um, from not much actually that's exactly what it was one or more of the members had cancer according to their band camp so a lot of this is getting through like personal tragedy and this is a no skip record for sure you know no, I, every track hit me it, it, it hit me I would say it's a con- definitely a maybe a converge meets bit bit bam no What'd I don't think? think I mean no. kind of maybe the bit bam thing but like Bit bam, BT bam. You got me saying you're. That's wrong, Levi. Your way of saying it is wrong, and mine is right. But bam. But Mm. what I was going to say is that they're really more focused on groove, which is not something that I would attribute to either of the aforementioned as much. Maybe BT bam kind of has some grooves. They have grooves for days. What am I saying? But this band really so similar to the Gorge in that they are more groove focused. I think. Oh, you know what. A lot like the Gorge, actually. You're absolutely right. And similarly, they don't really have a lot of like production bells and whistles. They're not like doing. There's no like electronics or like really like synthy parts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really just kind of like bare bones on the production side. But the production is really fucking good on this album, by the way. The drums are just shit. Sounds great. So good, like so crisp and not like overproduced and over triggered and over quantized. It like it sounds believable. In other words, yep. they also really know their way around a chorus. Uh, they really bring some pretty strong and memorable uh, melodic sequences on tracks like Vanta or Serpents. Aside from the singing sound, like it could almost be like radio friendly with the more like simplistic verse chorus flow. Serpents, that is. Yeah, there's a lot of singing on this record too. <laughs> there is, but 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 um, I think I was kind of uh, on the like the the you know the BT Bam thing like uh, this already you know where I was kind of like, all right, I'm gonna settle in with this. But once again, yeah, I it. it it, you know, it, it I feel like took a little bit away. It's it, it's a lengthy. If I could pick like one like weak link of this record, I feel like some of the clean singing, the clean singing, some of the sing, the sung parts are not as strong as they could be. Yep. they're like competent, but at times they hit a, a sort of a very nasally range that makes me sort of withdraw just a little bit. Only on certain tracks. On other tracks, it's really quite good. Um, Vanta, for example, the title track is really really excellent. The chorus of that song is pretty goddamn infectious i don't have anything bad to say about the singing on that track also track nine peace mm, um peace nat- was good i mean peace was good yeah naturally we're inclined to like that track because it's the more like obviously math core leaning track but the arrangement is quite good and that it balances the math core parts with the melodic chorus section uh you know against that explosiveness of the rest of the track I need to check the track listing just to make sure I got the right one here. Yeah, sure. This is yes, why oh, I... Yo, favorite track? Atone. I already know. That, yeah. Yep. Track anyway, one? Yep. I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, Very well-rounded. You know? It's good. That's so funny to say that because, again, like, much like... um, I can't remember what record we're talking about, but 
Yeah, the first track on this album I felt like was a bit of a non-start for me. Like it's, ah. I, I feel like it wasn't until deeper into this album that I really started to like enjoy what they're doing. To be fair, track three, Defeatist, is good. It's like a sludgy number with the sax solo, which really kind of like takes it to another level there with that instrumentation. But it wasn't until track five, the title track, that it really started to like enjoy what they were doing on this record fully. Um, track seven, Army, was uh, quite good as well. A bit more of a, a math core leaning track, too. That definitely was a tone. Sorry, I had to look again. Just double check. Yeah, it's definitely a tone. I don't like that track. That's funny you say that. I yep. don't feel like that was standout I had to double all. down, just double check that. Yeah, I, the comparison I was trying to make earlier that I struggled to remember was the Hirsch effects, the second track of that album, where the music actually kicks in, like the like the more metal part, if you will, starts to kick in. That, yeah, it just like, I feel like it was a bit of a non-strider for me. I, I'd say Peace is the track, though, personally. Let's do it. So if I had to give this one a rating, I'd say solid 7 out of 10. Agreed. Seven. Like, there are parts where it could be a little more to my liking, but, like, the production is so good. All the songs are very solid. There's not a skip, as you were saying. It's a good album. Mm Mm-hmm. Well-rounded. Very well-rounded. So we're going to play Peace, which is track nine from Bear's new full-length album, Vanta, which came out on September 29th. Here we go.
All right, so that was Peace, which is track nine from Bear's new album, which is called Vanta. And that came out back in September. So the next band we're going to talk about is Pulses. All right, is well-rounded even a word we can use with this fucking <laughs> project? Holy wow. shit. I've, I've got so much to say about this. I'll try to keep it concise, though. Pulses are a post-hardcore math rock quartet from Dumfries, Virginia. And they just dropped what is, I think, their third full-length album, it wasn't supposed to be like this, which they released back on September 29th. And this band just keeps proving with every new release that they not only have range, but that, that they're just endlessly clever when it comes to hybridizing almost hip-hop-like hooks into post-hardcore palette. There is like a light humor with it because there is yeah. so much fun being had, I feel. Fun is the operative word, homie. You know, yeah. like, and I, so, um... Th- they do band call outs like they're a fucking big band like playing at like a Vegas like spot like we got it on the mic we got it we got him here it's like that what, so what's good. happening what's happening dude it's all so charming done with such like stylistic flair every track is just fucking so good yeah um this is some of the best feel good post hardcore i've heard in a long time bouncy fucking riffs nonstop I feel like they haven't had a miss in their studio projects yet because they're all back to that dating back to uh, bouquet. They're all solid. It's such an uh, uh, a wonderful balance of just this fucking I will call it a grab bag of like just influences going on here and just the directions and it's not too um, speaking to their range. Yeah, they really yeah. just bring so many different styles on this record. It's not too like. Uh, confusing or um, bipolar, you know, with like going from the like like separate like genres, subgenres, and everything. Mm-hmm. But there's just once again, there's this humor and fun with it where it's just man. If you're not down with this, just stop listening to it. Don't 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 even. If you're not down with the first like one or two tracks, just yeah. Stop. If you can't have fun, then <laughs> first of all, go fuck yourself. But yeah. yeah, secondly, this is probably not for you because square. It's not for squares. Yeah, this really just is a fun record, and it takes so many like stylistic left-hand turns that you may not be expecting a post-hardcore record to take, but as Levi was saying, it's just all done so seamlessly and with such panache, you can't fucking deny it. Like they're, They really are onto something. There's something really special about this music. Lyrical content is fucking awesome. Superb. Infectious, just hooks left and right. The... Meta. Tip of the hats to like our genre and stuff. It's like, like it's, it's so meta, yeah, yeah, so self-referential to everything that I grew up with and like currently. And the uh, inclusion of Carson Pace on the closing track mm. really just felt like a another full circle moment for our scene. Loving loving that collaboration so much. Pulses also coincidentally appear on the Callous Dowboys final track of their newest EP. So oh, it's coincidence. Interesting. It's almost like they planned that. That was thoughtful though, for real. Like I, I loved that so much. Great, great appearance from Carson to Carson doing a very melodic sort of the, the chorus section of the song. Yeah, this is just so good, man. They really just are at a point in their career where they just feel comfortable fully stretching their legs out stylistically. And the result is, some incredibly infectious shit on tracks like Take a Look Y'all, where there's just full-on bars and 808 cowbells, mm-hmm. or um, Them Phones, which is a full ska track, 
I figured that would probably be one I of your really favorites. I really enjoyed it. I, I did not put it as my favorite track because I know it would not be played, so I chose another track so I could at least have my voice be heard. Um, Run the Ghouls was a major highlight for me as well. I, I feel like that's just sort of describes everything I'm talking about pretty concisely too there. Different strokes. Yeah, the there's just so many fun parts. Like there's also straight up like metalcore sections on tracks like Heaven or Helvecta. And then lastly, I think the major surprise of this record is the nineties R and B homage. Dude. <laughs> like that fucking bangs so hard. It's got like the full on like synth strings and they're like they're like doing some like faster spitting even too. Yeah, I, I felt like that was. It just really shows that they can just do everything. I had a hard time picking a track here. I really enjoyed different strokes myself. Yeah, that's a that's a good one too. I I do want to say that "Take a Look, Y'all" is the strongest track on this album because of all the callouts too, where he's like, "And Fantano gonna call me up, oh my, and BV God. gonna call me he up, doesn't Alexis and Coachella gonna call me and up." Like it's just like, dude, yeah, let's play that one, <laughs> the, y'all. You guys can just have a fun. It is time just so feel good. I I love this band. Clear clear bias here, but yeah, I love Pulse. And that track's like farther down the, in the album, so like, if anything, that's the one you listen to. Yeah, there's um, there's definitely more mathy tracks for sure, but um, maybe I'll go back and change this later. Fantano but. gonna call me up. <clears throat> yeah, Loafers with the White Socks, the reason I like that song so much is because it really has kind of like the more like guitar flair parts on it while still bringing like a really, really solid chorus section. Really excellent guest vocals on that track as well from Gavin Cole. And Nightlife and Bell. There's like three different guest vocalists on that track. So I had to give this one a rating. I would give it an 8 out of 10. I'm doing two nines in this one. Wow. Yep. Love it. This was Actually, fuck it. I'm going to give them a nine. Yeah, this, they deserve the goddamn nine. Listen, it's a nine. Lyrical, just like... We, so, and, and as we, the repeat as, listens I've given it. When yeah, we are chatting, when, when we play the track and we chat about the track as it's playing, that's something. That so, is something. You're right. Chef's kiss. And of course, it's not like really math rocky even. Like there's a few sections that are some odd meters or whatever, but they're not like trying to be overly technical. And that's fine. That's not what this music is about. Yo, it's some bouncy riffs with a little tapping in there. It's math core enough. It's all good. Yeah, there's some some flair there. I wouldn't say necessarily tapping per se, but yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, this is good though. Like this is something that our audience needs to know about. Um, And I... Personal indulgence, I would love to see Pulses on tour with Forests. Oh, God damn. They're both bringing such an uplifting yeah. quality, or Delta Sleep even. like They're all just like such feel-good music for me. So we're going to play Take a Look, Y'all, which is off Pulses' new album, It Wasn't Supposed to Be Like This, and that came out back on September 29th. Here we go. Emergency meeting, you're the imposter. I know we all fan, but the line. 
All right, so that was Take a Look, Y'all, which is off Pulse's new album, It Wasn't Supposed to Be Like This, which dropped back in September. So the last band we're going to talk about is Kicked in the Head by a Horse. And Kicked in the Head by a Horse, or a chaotic hardcore band from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, excuse me, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And they just dropped their debut EP, Sporadic Dystrophy, which they released on September 15th. And I wouldn't exactly refer to this as mathcore per se, uh, but chaotic hardcore or chaotic metalcore is certainly appropriate because they do have some technical flair uh, and some more angular sections, and they still remain heavy and hard-hitting. Uh, there's even some elements of screamo in their music, too, I would say. Oh, there's some little scrammy scrams in there for sure, dude. Yeah, like it, the track in it, uh, Only in the Rain or Inside a Wishing Well, which has some like screaming over clean guitars. That's very, very screamo. Some extremely solid grooves, some chunky riffs going on here, man. I really, really enjoyed this. Uh, masked by uh, Will Kings- Killingsworth that did a uh, Full of Hell and everything, you know? Uh, lyric Lyrics really tap into uh, that whole mental health and gender equality, which mm. is just fucking always great to cover these days. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's uh, overall, this this was a really solid uh, EP. So yeah, EP. This okay. is fucking yeah. good. This is really, really good. Uh, the more man, this is a really good episode. Just every fucking release is really solid for me. Uh, this might, oh uh, man, no, I don't know. Anyways, it was. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I want to start. I mean, I was going to say that they're really on a similar tip to CU Space Cowboy. I feel like yeah, just my subject yeah. of CU Space Cowboy really inspiring. I saw a, they've a been con- huge number of bands yeah. in the last five or ten years uh they're i think that they're probably one of them who can owe at least part of their sound to uh to that band because there's a bit of sassiness but it's like very breakdown centric as well Mm -hmm. chamber also another sort of apt comparison i think if you like chamber i love the intro where it's just the audio of somebody saying well i was kicked in the head by a horse (laughs) just like it's just like i forgot to mention that earlier in the episode but yeah this first track has a fucking sample in it and naturally that makes me like like it a whole lot more well it fits the chaotic music that is going to ensue after you hear said sample right so it's just it's yeah i I love it i it had me from that i was like i sat back i was listening much like the ekbom release you cannot pick a wrong track here. Every mm-hmm. track is going to satisfy you on a deep level, probably. With that, that with that said, though, um, method acting for playing. Ah, is the we one. agreed. Yep, the same here. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's some sections that are, I think, that are interesting enough that they certainly warranted you know be played on this podcast. So, oh, yeah, so yeah. I would definitely give this EP an eight out of ten. No problem. <laughs> Done. Easy. Eight out of ten. Yep. I feel like it's a little rough around the edges and parts maybe in like the production or, but it's an, it's a fucking EP. So it's forgivable. I don't know. This is, it's solid as hell. One commentary I wanted to make about this while we were listening to it is that their sound sounds like it could come from like Texas. There's so many Texas bands that had this exact sound or a very similar set of influences like Kurama. Very, very similar band. If you like Kurama, you'll get what I'm saying. The vocal register, the code orange kind of like chamber moshy meets sassy CU space cowboy sound. Yeah, it's all there. That's a good find right there, man. Absolutely, I agree. Not to pigeonhole you know pigeonhole them too much in terms of like their influences, but I'm worth saying if you like that sound, you're gonna love what this fucking band is doing. It's so good. Y'all know what we do. We do FFOs here. Right. Here's what it is. Nothing but love when we do the FFOs for sure. It's not like I'm trying to fucking call you out for ripping off your favorite band because. Uh, 
a skillful artist plagiarizes and makes you love that plagiarization, basically. <laughs> they make it their own. So we're going to play Method Acting for Playing Dead, which is track one from Kicked in the Head by a Horse's debut EP, Sporadic Dystrophy. And that came out back in September. Here we go. Something monumental happened. I, it completely changed my, my opinion on, on the, the whole situation. What, uh, what was that monumental thing, Mark? I, I was kicked in the head by a horse. So that was, what's the song called? What's it called again? So that was Method Acting for Playing Dead, which is track one off Kicked in the Head by a Horse's debut EP, Sporadic Dystrophy, and that came out back in September. So uh, last, we're going to give you some news. Quick little newsy poozy. So, um, there's, in case anyone's wondering, there's definitely no hope of a Dillinger Escape Plan reunion, and I'm I'm totally fine with that. Everyone really seems to want them to do yet another reunion, and I'm sure that they've been offered obscene amounts of money, which is what Greg Puciato has recently said uh, that they've been given a bunch of op, you know offers to play shows, but then Ben Wyman sort of chimed in and said, I don't know who. You know, basically was like, I don't know who Greg's been talking to, but he, you know, is not, he does, he was, he's always basically been a hired, uh, a third party or whatever, like a independent contractor is how he described Greg Puciato. 
Oh, shit. Yeah, he's like, Greg has always been an independent contractor. It just really hurt my soul to see that. And his values have never been aligned, aren't exactly aligned with, I'm totally messily paraphrasing what he said, but yeah. Uh, Ain't happening. Oof. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's ever, and nor should it. They went out on such a good note. Dissociation is such a fucking good close to their career. I think that they said all that they needed to say. It's a fucking perfect discography. It's the best in mathcore. They are the mathcore band. It's never going to get better than that. We should just, like, let it, you know, let it go. But the sad thing is, is that the two subsequent offshoot projects are both so bad so far. So if I say so far because they really haven't had a chance to stretch their legs yet. But so that's the other part, too, of this news is that I'm sure everyone knows about Better Lovers by this point, the new uh, Greg Puciato project with Jordan Buckley of Every Time I Die. and uh, Just same with Every Time I Die. Everything else is just like, bleh. That's what, what I'm saying. And then mini. So the, the other part of that news, the official part of this is that. Mids, the kids say these days. It's mid. Mids, yeah. Mid. mid. mid yes. <laughs> it's just mid, Levi. That's all it is. Mids, yes. <laughs> mids, as the kids say. Mids. I, I shouldn't have corrected you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Mini eyes, more like mid eyes on that note, because <laughs> that's the new Keith Buckley part of this. So it's funny how they basically have just fucking traded and I guess they haven't really traded it would be funny if Ben and Keith were to collaborate though I guess is where I'm going with this I can see that being a good collaboration but so anyway Keith has got this new project now called Mini Eyes with a a pair of brothers I think two people who are related it's just two brothers anyway it's just like it's just two brothers it's it's not unfortunately very good though the lyrics are very kind of like sanctimonious and it's just clearly throwing shade at his former bandmates it's like it just totally mirrors what Puciato is doing lyrically in many eyes. Although I will say, both of them still at the top of their fucking game vocally, just not lyrically. You said Puciato uh, to uh, not many eyes, but better lovers. Better lovers. Yeah, you yeah. Said many eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Correction. Thank you, Levi. Uh, but uh, anyways, I knew this was all going to be this. The writing was on the wall. Like. <laughs> I, sometimes just things need to like you know like I said earlier it's better to burn out than to fade away fucking just like every time I die perfect discography unfortunately they did not end on it was sad it was yeah. sad Dillinger that should have stopped we don't need to hear this like banter you know be between a band that's already like done, you know, it's like no, it's, it's like, like hearing like your parents just fighting, you know. It's yeah, it's like, like we didn't need to hear Ben clear that up, yeah. like to give us like the the cold hard scientific facts of like what their relationship is. We know also, that they're not friends anymore. Yeah. Also, if he was a contractor, it just makes Dillinger sound so much like a business. Just fucking like it makes it sound so nasty. Well, like, what people are like really pining for now is that he now that he said that is that people want to see a reunion with Dimitri. People are now saying, oh, it'll be a reunion with Dimitri. But it's like, Dimitri, you know, is a great vocalist, but I, he's no Greg Puciato. Like, the, in terms of stage presence, versatility, you better stick ability to the, the, the sing. tracks that you wrote. There's no, <laughs> no, of course, of course. I don't see Dimitri going on stage and performing Miss Machine onwards. It'll definitely be calculating infinity material, I would assume. God, I hope so. For his sake. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, a horse whip putting out a new album. Members of Combat, Wounded Veteran, and Reversal of Man. Yes, yes. Coming out on November 10th via Iodine. A couple singles out right now. You can hear that. It bangs. Uh, 
on the on the one note since we're yeah, just, yeah. Please, since please, we please. just did a, a scream out kind of like tangent thing yeah, uh yeah. usurp uh, synapse oh, yeah. is back and doing fucking shit and everything so that, I'm, check them out i'm glad you mentioned that because i sent you that ep thinking it was a new ep and it was a remastered one and yeah I'll, it's and then they dropped a new then one. they dropped new one but also it's just still not i mean it's okay it's okay uh guitar the, the, ghoul is the name the the, the vocals are just uh, they've aged, so you can't do what you used to. No, and everything. And no fault there, yeah. Nope, no fault. But it, it is not what my what the 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 releases of usurp usurp synapse that I enjoyed were the more vocally just a uh, ridiculous side. But now these are more back to the almost like Jerome's dream, like like megaphone yeah, kind of shouting in a way. Just like just you know, it's it's aged. Anyways, just want to throw that in there. It has it's aged. Usurp synapse still loves you. Ion Dissonance have reissued and remastered, uh, remixed and remastered their classic 2005 album, or 2007 album rather, I, uh, Solace. So you can rejoice hearing that in just, it's absolutely fantastic. I think this might be the first time we heavily plug a remaster. I would normally never, <laughs> ever talk about it, but th- I mean... This is amazing. This is like hearing the record again for the first time. It's beefy. This is yeah. what this is the jo- this is the the sound the record actually deserved. Mm-hmm. I love listening to it in its in its older form, but man, there's something there's something there for sure. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to give him something actually significant other than just recent you release play? announcements. You could see Finder. I mean, if you like Dark Trail and the, you know, our our output, definitely don't sleep on the new. You could see Finder album. It probably should have been on this episode, but we were still playing catch up. But they just dropped their new album, The Mirror. I love my weapon. I love you on October twenty seventh, and we'll be covering it. Shit rips. Next episode for sure. Yeah, it's. I think it's practically perfect in every way. It's there's, it's perfect math grind basically. The. The vocals, Mike is just a fucking, has a vision that is so strong and just executes all of his ideas perfectly. Furthermore, they went and recorded the album at God City Studios, so you just, with Zach Weeks, so you know it's going to sound incredible. Got some pretty crazy splatter variants going on with Dark Trail. Pretty tight. Naturally, so if you want to pick up a vinyl, uh, we've still got some available pre-order. Probably not shipping till December, so please don't email me asking where your vinyl is. (laughs) Uh, man, there's a ton of good shit coming out in November. I really want to talk about, but I'm not going to go into too much detail. New Mouth Breather coming out. New Good Game coming out. Uh, Taste of Ink just dropped the new great EP. Definitely check that out. Callous Cowboys on tour right now. U.S. tour. They are in Arizona today. So you can catch them on the Midwest, East Coast. Remainder of their dates. What else? What else? What else? Oh man, this sucks. Bandcamp just laid off half their staff. Not only were they no, sold to what? So they were sold to Epic Games. And that was like the the big like everyone got really alarmed by that. Then they laid off half their staff and got sold to Songer, I think is the name of the company. And now uh what was the last thing about that? Yeah, it's just not a good look. It's not a good look for underground music. I mean, there's there's hardly any talk about getting passed around. What the there's just no artist-friendly platform that I feel like I can trust anymore. Like, Big Cartel, you can't play the music on it. Wait a second, Christian. Do you 
Are you telling me it's all about the money? It might be all about the money, Levi. Yeah. What the fuck? Unfortunately. Oh. Huh. Interesting. Fawn Limbs have just announced a new album, a collaboration with experimental drone doom artist Nadja. It's coming out on November 24th via Roman Numeral and Wolves and Vibrancy. I gotta say, first impressions, I'm not so hot on that single. Yep. I'm not so hot on it. It sounds like the entire album being played at once on one song. It's it's messy to listen to, I, I think is my issue. It's it, a lot. It doesn't resemble the fond limbs that I actually know is, I think, the issue. It is a lot. But the album is called uh, Vestigial Spectra. So, but you, where do you go after... You know, you release bangers like they have. Darwin. Where do you go after Darwin Falls? Yeah, uh, Har- uh, Harbor Missions was good. Uh, Sleeper Let's Vessels. Smash it together. <laughs> Sleeper Vessels was excellent. But yeah, Darwin Falls, I think, is probably my favorite in their discography. And I don't see them topping that uh, easily anyway. It's a really good album. The God Awful Truth have just finished recording their newest full-length album. Just finished tracking it anyway. So you can look forward to that hopefully in the next year or so. What else? What else? I'm running out of news here. I think that's about all I got. Oh yeah, Autism. Got a new album coming out. Two new music videos. Newest one featuring Chad Capper of Frontierer. First impressions. This is one of the best. It, it reminds me that they are one of the best mathcore bands in Europe. Like Frontierer, Pupil Slicer, Autism. Dead this, Kiwis. Like the, they're like the four of the best math bands I've That ever. music video is so fucking good. Have you seen the newest one? Yep. Yeah, both music videos really quite good. The first one where he's like performing on a stage in front of all the everybody like sitting down is good, but yeah. Uh, really, really loving those first tastes of the new album. Ryle just dropped a new album featuring Sam Richards of Cult Leader, so Cult Leader fans rejoice. Definitely channeling a lot of the same influences, but it's uh, it's a less deliberately dark kind of experience, and um, none of like the, the 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 crooning or like the low bass vocals. Fortunately, <laughs> as much as I love Anthony, I really don't enjoy that aspect of Cult Leader. I skip all the Nick Cave kind of sounding stuff. Yep, don't like it. It's not for me. But yeah, the new album is called Pessimist, and it's out now via Church Road Records. We'll talk about it in a future episode. It's quite good. Sounds like Botch, Converge, Coalesce, all like the late 90s mathcore greats. Sentinels got a new vocalist, just dropped a new EP called In Limbo. Check that out. It's quite good. New EP from Ibex. Uh, that shit sounds like animosity. I don't say that lightly. Did you listen to that, by any mm. chance? No, haven't. Uh, Good Game dropped another new single. They got a new album coming out. I think I mentioned that earlier uh, in this conversation, but Stella by Sunlight is the name of the single. We talked about Math Rock Sucks last episode. I think this is a better taste of the forthcoming album, personally. I'm excited. I am I love everything that Brock does. Uh, back to Redacted to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say the naughty no-no thing. Don't worry, everybody. Oh, so Christian's good. not going to do it. So good, dude. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But I love it. I, nor would I ever go back and listen to that in the same way that I don't revisit Daughters. Yep. Excuse me. Redacted. Yes, that too. <laughs> that too, man. Yeah, I but... have not revisited that once since then. No. And not not even like like I'm like making it a point. I just don't have the stomach to listen to that guy's music. I don't. Uh, I've, ment- I've mentally checked out. Like, 
it's so crazy because they're like one of my most listened to artists. But yeah, it's we just drop them motherfuckers in this fucking podcast on. Well, stop. I no see. That being said, I will never be a revisionist when it comes to like influences. If I see it, I'm gonna call it like it is. Like that being said, I, I'm willing to call out and say that bands like Pulses sound like Dance Gavin Dance, but. It's like, what what point am I really making by not citing that very obvious influence for everyone as a good point of reference to understand what the sound is yep, like? Absolutely. What what point is yep. what point is there to that? I'm not going to be a revisionist. It's the band happened. Anyway, so that's it. That's all I got for news. There it is. Yeah. So, um, thank you so much if you listen to the whole episode. Really love you guys. 106. This is actually our sixth anniversary episode what we've been doing the podcast for six years i just realized this is the sixth anniversary episode i didn't even get you flowers <laughs> huh. next episode okay. you can make it up to right, me yeah but uh it's uh it's been challenging to keep it going but i'm ultimately it's rewarding because it's like a mental exercise for me at this point to review music uh, and we're hoping to take it into some different directions that being said i think after six years of doing this format we've been talking about new formats for long enough and I'm hoping that we can start implementing them in this new year of the podcast and math core index going forward. A new math core index year. Yeah. I'm going to do a rebrand. It's going to be, going to be common core index. So it's only, we're going to talk only about music in four, four. Oh, what? (laughs) Shit. If you have an odd meter, you can fuck off. Sorry, Caleb, you just got the tattoo. <laughs> you're, you're too smart for us, buddy. <laughs> All right. Christian's going 4-4. Only Blink-182 sounding bands now. Going Republican? Going 4-4? It's all going to be good. You know what? I need to buy an AR-15 right now, I think. <laughs> Give myself a Humvee. Get a tactical bath and everything. Ta- you know? <laughs> yeah, get get my, uh, get my, my tack vests. Yep. Start doing... Start playing airsoft. There we go. Like that. That's good. That's good. All right. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 106th episode and 6th anniversary episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back in a couple weeks with some more sick underground bands. It'll be a couple weeks. Good night and stay beautiful. (laughs) 